Good morning. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another Brush Up on EMS with Bob. Today we're going to be talking about refusals. Should we be refusing people the right to do refusals and be taking everyone to the hospital? Or should we give people the right to refuse even if they're in a life-threatening state? So stay tuned for Brush Up on EMS with Bob. If you've been an EMS for any length of time, you've realized that not everyone gets transported to the hospital. But however, when we get to advanced level providers to an AEMT or paramedic or higher, we sometimes get this complex that we think that everyone has to go to the hospital. And that's not the case. Not every time that we go out on an EMS run does everyone have to go to the hospital. But sometimes we get this idea that We've showed up, we've got to do something, you look horrible, you've got to go to the hospital. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they don't need to go get definitive care at a hospital, but do they legitimately need to go in the back of the ambulance? The question then is raised, what are we here for? To be honest, what does EMS stand for? It doesn't stand for earn money sleeping, and some of us, you know, wish that we could earn money sleeping, but it stands for emergency medical service, and I'd like to draw the emphasis on E, emergency. E doesn't stand for ego, it stands for emergency. We don't have an ego about ourselves that we are the best of the best, and we know best and you don't as the patient. E stands for emergency. So we're there for their emergencies. And it is the patient's decision if they want to go to the hospital or not. We can't control if they go to the hospital. However, we can encourage them on decisions that they can make, but not everyone needs to go to the hospital. Secondly, If we think that everyone needs to go to the hospital because we've got to cover our butt on the fact that we don't want anything coming back on us, you really need to take a self-look at yourself and maybe think that you might be in some type of burnout or maybe this profession has gotten the best of you at this current point and you need to get some help. Not everybody needs to go to the hospital. And if you are in that idea that we need to go to the hospital, there, there's a problem because not everyone does. There have been people for centuries who have lived with, with kidney failure, people for centuries who've had the flu who don't need to be transported by EMS. Yes, we get them that definitive care to the hospital and sometimes we take a set of vitals and we monitor them. But again, not everybody has the ability to pay for the costs incurred going to the hospital. This is a service. The last part of EMS stands for service. It's not for a money-making project. It's not for us to make the biggest bucks we can in this profession. It is about service to the public. And the third part that I'd like to hit on is, you know, when we do get a refusal 
make sure that you know you have have them well informed on their decision why why are they refusing the treatment make sure that if they have a life-threatening emergency and that they are refusing you document well when you get back to the station but they still have that right you can't force anybody into doing that because if you take them against their will that's kidnapping now, if they're a threat to themselves or others, you know, that's kind of a touchy subject because, you know, not every officer is going to force someone who's having a heart attack to go to the hospital. But if they're suicidal or they have uh, a mental disorder, we, we can take them to the hospital because we're going to put them under protective custody. But not everyone needs to have protective custody. So... When we talk about refusing to refuse refusals, not everybody needs to have transport to the hospital. But you also need to keep in mind that you don't want to swing the pendulum the other direction and not transport anyone to the hospital. I was guilty of that for a little while myself where I, I thought I knew better than the patient and I would tell them, you don't need to be transported to the hospital, you're fine, you know. And I never had any problems, but I did start to realize what I was doing. And so if you're starting to go that direction, watch yourself. If you're telling everyone that they need to go to the hospital, no matter what, watch yourself. If you're telling everyone that they don't need to go to the hospital or that you're not gonna transport them, watch yourself. All I'm saying is just be cautious when we're doing refusals. Make sure you document them well. Make sure you get an adequate set of vital signs, at least two or three so you can see what's going on. Do an adequate assessment. You're already there. Do your job. And finally, make sure that when we are even doing refusals, we're showing empathy, we're showing compassion, we're showing patient care to these people because the part of the S also being service is we're doing the selfless service. We're taking our time to take care of these individuals who may or may not have a physician that they see on a regular basis. So that's it for Brush Up on EMS with Bob. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, remember that refusals, it's very important to document them very well because you never know uh, what might come about uh, from the refusal. I uh, hope you guys have a good week. Stay safe out there. And uh, always, always, always challenge the common thought processes. Take care. Like, comment, subscribe, tweet, and retweet uh, all the Brush Up on EMS genre. We're also on the following platforms for this podcast. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Uh, we're also on the following social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So stay up on the Brush Up on EMS stuff. <laughs>